Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. In the company of angels, in the company of angels, in the company of angels, that's where I Yeah. 
time you sing that song, I dwell in a company of tears. (laughs) Oh my God, wasn't that awesome, guys? I thought, okay, they're going to sing that during the offering, so I can cry when I want to be up there, but you guys switched it up on me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can you imagine that feeling? Being, feeling and knowing that you're in the company of angels. Can you imagine that? Like, have you ever had a moment where you had those times where you didn't feel like you could go on, and then somehow you get this boost of your love. You get this boost, this feeling that you're supported, that there's, there's somebody out there that loves you more than there's somebody out there that loves you, but there's this great presence that not only loves you, but is supporting you and giving you everything you need to go forward. Isn't that awesome to know that? Oh my gosh. Uh, today, I'm gonna do, change it up just a little bit. This is our white stone ceremony. This is a very sacred ceremony. Last week, we did our, on Tuesday, we did our, did our burning bowl ceremony and our writing our letters to God. And that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So this, this week, Sunday, this is the first Sunday of the year, the first Sunday of the month, we're going to do our white stone ceremony. I want to read from Genesis. This is when Jacob wrestles with God. And let me just give you a little bit of a leading, a history leading up to this. Jacob is the brother of Esau in the Bible. He's the brother of Esau, the son of Isaac, and the grandson of Abraham, who is the father of many nations. And actually, Abraham is is considered the father of those who have uh, strong faith. So Jacob has left and, and, and moved away because he stole his brother's birthright and his brother wanted to kill him. Now, this has been years and years, and up to this point, he is told to go back home. There's times in our life when we're told to do something. We know we're meant to do something, and we get nervous about it. Jacob sends these messengers ahead to tell, which is the tradition back then, to tell his brother, I'm heading back, you know, and, and, I, and I, I've left and I've lived with our uncle for all these years, and I've created my own legacy, my own everything, my own city, actually, two cities he could have. And he said, I would love to come home. 
and I would love it if you could welcome me. Now, his, he thought his brother was still angry with him because the messengers come back and say, well, he got the message, and not only did he get the message, he's on his way back with 400 people, an army of 400. So Jacob's having, getting scared. You ever had those moments when not only are you told to do something, but you get nervous on how am I going to do this? This seems too big for me to do. Like if you think about what you're here to do in life, or you've given an assignment. I've spoken to a couple people who've been given an assignment, and they feel this is something that they're told to do and meant to do, and they go to do it, but then they get nervous because they start hitting blocks, and it seems like something's fighting against it. Well, Jacob's experiencing this too. He gets nervous, so he starts setting up a plan. And as he sets up this plan, he sends his family away, and he's sitting by himself. And this is where I'm going to pick up with the story. This left, this left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go. The dawn is breaking. Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. He replied to Jacob. No, no. He says, uh, the guy says, what is your name? Is what the guy asked and the man asked him. And that's the title of today's white stone ceremony. What is your name? He replies, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. For now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with man and have won. So he switched his name. And then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. And then the, guy, the, the, the man says, why do you want to know my name? And then he blesses Jacob. And that's the end of that part of the story. He goes on and he meets up with his brother and everything turns out perfect. Now, this is where we are right now. We have closed out the year by burning out everything that we've experienced in 2019 and anything up to that point that we felt no longer serves us. And then we wrote a letter to God. That letter to God that we wrote, following our inner spirit, following the I am consciousness, the Christ consciousness, consciousness that we were allowing ourselves to move in 2020 by letting God flow. That letter that we wrote was our intention for 2020. Jacob's intention was to go back home, which he was followed to do, led to do. And there were things that were the, the, the army coming and his fear represented those things in our life. And it's usually a major lesson that we experience over and over again in our life that we pit against, that we're here to conquer, that we're here to overcome. And when we overcome it, the moment that one of these biblical characters shifted in consciousness, their name changed. Why did their name change? The name changed because your name metaphysically is your nature. And when you shift in consciousness and get a greater awareness of who God is in and through and as you, and the fact that you are God, when you, the moment you get a greater consciousness of some spiritual truth or something you learn about yourself on a more powerful way, you shift in vibration, your nature changes, your consciousness changes. And when your consciousness changes, your name changes. 
And so we're here today to find out what our new name is. When we cleared the slate last Tuesday and then wrote out what we intended for this year, we are here to set the intention in this new name, what we're going to manifest in order to bring forth those things that we said we wanted when we were guided in I am consciousness by God. Now, there are other people whose names have changed in the Bible. Saul, his name was Will. His name changed to Paul. He was driven by this will that was uh, a will to, to uh, persecute. And it was error-based. And it was fear-based. And it was, it was going against... And the reason why he was doing this is because he was a Pharisee. And Pharisees knew the law through the spirit, the, the letter of the law. And he knew that in the Jewish tradition that those who die on a tree were cursed. So how are these people blessing Jesus? Jesus was crucified on a tree. And how are you saying that he's the Messiah and this and that? He was cursed when he was crucified on a tree. Saul at the time, his name was Saul, was this Pharisee that lived the letter of the law. His will was connected to the letter of the law, the human personality, making everybody do what was supposed to be done. And when he shifted, this is the powerful part. While he's out to persecute, he doesn't see Jesus in the flesh. He feels Jesus' presence. So he's already manifested how to act in the law. Now he's learning how to be the spirit of the law. So his will, which is what his name meant in Saul, his will when he changed to Paul, shifted to not my will, but thy will be done. Do we know somebody else in the Bible who did that? Jesus, right? Jesus. And so let's go to the, the scripture that the white stone ceremony connects to. Every time you overcome something, for me, and it's always on your way to do something that you know is yours to do. For me, when I walked into knowing that I was, I've known I was supposed to be a minister for a while, but how many of you run from your calling because you just, no, nah, I don't know, really? Find every other excuse and God just scratched that off, scratched that off, scratch. I'm like Moses, but God, nope, but God, nope, dang it, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and mine was the fear, as you've heard me say over and over again, the fear of flying. That was between me and stepping into my purpose. And once I overcame that, my name shifted. Now, during that year, my white stone was faith and trust. That was my white stone then, faith and trust. And last year, it was the same. And it was added, and truth was added to that. So as I, faith, as I walked through faith and trusted God, I got on that airplane and overcame, and I became the presence of my word, faith, and trust. And then a year before last, when it was truth, I walked in faith and trust as I manifested my truth. Where am I supposed to be, God? I know I'm supposed to be a minister, but where am I supposed to be? And I overcame staying where it was comfortable. And I let it go, staying where I was comfortable, where I was used to being small and playing it small. 
And I was led here. A place of love and joy. Exactly. When Reverend James Parker, and you know James represents wisdom, called me and said, you know what? Why, um, I'm telling them that you're, that you're coming, so you need to come. <laughs> now, I couldn't come the February, that, the time that he asked me to come, but I came the first Sunday in March. And this is going on the second year. I'm where I'm supposed to be. But I had to step through that fear and walk in faith and in trust to be the minister, go down for the minister program and get on that airplane. And then the next year I had to move and trust. And my truth was, it's okay to play it big. It's okay to play it big. God has me. And then I ended up here. And look around. It's getting big. Look around, really. Look around. <laughs> it's getting big. So in Revelation, that's where this white stone ceremony came from, is Revelation. And then I, before I do Revelation, Dwayne, can you cue up that, that uh, video for me, please? There's a short video I want you to see. This is man who, ne- who didn't give up. His name is Arthur. We might need to pull down the lights a little bit um, to do this. But I want you to see this. This is an inspirational, short little, short little film about this guy who knew that what the doctors told him was wrong. And he manifested his truth by never giving up. I want you to see this. So whatever it is that you wrote down that you wanted God to do for you or that you were co-creating with God for 2020, Never give up. Never give up. And the word that will come to you today for on your, when we do our white stone ceremony, the word that will come to you today, let it emerge. Don't, you don't have to fight it and find it. It will find you. Let it come to you. Let it bring its consciousness to you. In Revelations chapter 2, verse 17, that is where this white stone ceremony, uh, that is the scripture we use for the white stone ceremony. And actually, the white stones isn't, isn't new. Back in Jesus' day, when, pe- when uh, serve, uh, people were released from jail or released for servitude, they were given a stone and had their name on it, and that was their mark of freedom. That was their evidence that they were free when they got that white stone. This is our evidence that we are free to walk into whatever it is that it is that we love for this day. So I want you to take your stone and put it in your right hand until we and keep it in your right hand. And the right hand is giving. And so you're going to infuse love and faith into this white stone and, and, and just hold it in your hand as you're hearing me. The scripture, like I said, Revelations chapter 2, verse 17 says, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Now, Having the ears to hear means that you're in your I am consciousness. That was where you were last week when you wrote out your letter to God. That is the ears to hear. And, then, and it also, he also, the, Jesus also says ears to hear and eyes to see. Same thing. And then hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Churches represent centers of thought in our body. So that will represent the 12 centers of the powers in our body. So as you realize God's word in a more powerful way, 
you enliven and wake up your whole system, your whole body, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and on a physical level as well. He goes on to say to everyone who is victorious, and that is Jacob, Jacob had over when Jacob was wrestling with the angel. Angels are messengers of some type of spiritual truth. And when we're in a space where we don't believe it, we're struggling with our faith in that moment. And he was struggling with his faith that he was going to be accepted by his brother. So wrestling with the angel meant that he was coming into a fuller realization of the truth that he was going to follow God no matter what and know that it was going to be okay. What are you trusting God in now? Wherever it is that you have some type of doubt that might come up, Sometimes we have these parts of our consciousness that's kind of rooted. And when we start to think on a higher level and expand our territory, there's this underlining current within us that doubts it. And to that, we overcome it. That's when you're wrestling with the angel. You take the truth and say, I am above this doubt. Repeat that after me. I am above this doubt. I transmute it into faith. I am victorious. I am victorious. And what he says is, to, those, to everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven. Manna, which was the food that came down, that was fed to the children of Israel when Moses was wandering around with them in the wilderness for 40 years. Manna represents spiritual truth. When we let go of the situation on how we see it, and we ask God to show us the truth of the situation. When I let go of the fear, <laughs> getting on that airplane, and said, that's your mama's experience. You've been living this fear from your mother's experience, from what your mother told you. And you've been reliving this over and over and over again. You haven't been on an airplane yet. You've living your mother's experience. That was like, oh, wow, that's a big aha. When you relive what somebody told you they experienced, and then you take that on as your own fear, that's deep. I, that wasn't even my experience. I had to give it back to my mother. Thank you for that aha that you experienced. And thank you for, she was very overprotective. Thank you for trying to protect me. But I'm in the hands of God now. And I said, God, this is your will. I know I'm going to make it to Unity Village because this is what you told me to do. And in my total faith, I knew that God wouldn't tell me to do something and not get me to the other side. There will always be a bridge, even if you don't see it. When you go to step out, either you will float or something will be there hard for you to rock on, walk on. Or every time you step down, it will appear then. But you have to do it. You have to take that first step. You have to take that first step. And the moment you do, you step into the manna. What is hidden comes to light because it becomes your experience now. It is your, I have my experience. There was a couple flights that were a little rocky, but I made it to the other side. I overcame my mother's vision of how we would, what would happen to us if we went on an airplane. Now it's my experience. What have you been told growing up? that you could not do, that you were not good enough, whatever you were told that caused some type of insecurity or fear or doubt inside of you, you can transmute it by giving it back and step into the faith that it is so for you. The rest of this goes, 
And I will give each one a white stone. White stone represents faith. So as you write your name on your white stone, you're writing it on faith. You're walking out on faith. You're stepping. Anybody ever heard of stepping out on faith? As you write it, you're writing it in faith. And then he said, it goes on to say, and on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. Why is that the case? Because each and every one of us is here to manifest our own unique expression of God. I love what my daddy says. Ever since I have been little and I can remember, he says from the beginning of time to the end of time, there will only be one you, Kelly. Only one you. Even when they're identical twins, they're still one of each. And they're not identical patterns because one still has something that's different than the other. And the parents and close friends are still able to tell them apart. Same thing with you guys. And the nature that you're walking into, this new name that you're walking into, is unique to you. Someone may understand what it is, but they will not know what it is. Take your white stone and put it towards your heart. Take a deep breath. And I want you to affirm, I am ready to know my new name. Gather? I am ready to know my new name. I am ready to walk in my new nature. Together? I am ready to walk in my new nature. And I want you to hold it and close your eyes. And I want you to just take a deep breath. We're going to prepare ourselves to write whatever comes to you on your stone. And just allow yourself to be free of whatever thoughts are going through your mind. You don't have to grasp it. Even if it's the same as last year or a year before, that means you're moving to a deeper expression of it. That may be your core lesson in this world, in this earth school, to teach others and to teach yourself and to be the presence of God in. So ask, what is my new nature, God? Together, what is my new nature, God? And take another deep breath. And when you feel led, write it down on your stone. Knowing that whatever it is that you have to overcome to be that manifestation, God is with you in that. And we'll just stay in a still, quiet, meditative space while others get their word. <laughs> if, you feel, if you hear two words, write it down. Author's word was never give up.
And when you get your word, I'm hearing led, I'm, I'm feeling led to say, take it from your right hand and put it in your left hand. That is what is given to you. That is what you've received from God. So you gave God your heart, your spiritual consciousness, and God gave you your new nature. So you shift it to your left hand once you've written your name on it. And one of the things that I love about being in a spiritual community and especially a spiritual community that's so connected in love and joy and fellowship that it activates the electromagnetic field in your heart. The thing I love the most is that my words will be an aspect of your words as well because we're all one. And your words, your new nature is an expression of me as well. Isn't that amazing? I'll give you about one, more, one or two more minutes, and then we'll move, out, move in to the next phase. Now, that video we saw, I had seen that a couple years ago, and I had talked about it, and, and then I was uh, watching a couple um, church services. I'm always watching other services, and I get fed, too, by watching other ministers, and I saw that again. I was like, this is a perfect time to share that because there are going to be moments this year where we're going to feel like, what in the world am I doing? Why am I here? We're going to have those moments this year, and then you just turn to your word and you sit and hold your word and sit in meditation of it. And, and when you do that, you shift into a higher vibration of what it means. It may not be until the end of the year that you actually walk in it fully and confidently. But that's okay. That's okay. You can be patient with God's process. And you can enjoy the not knowing on how it happens. Just be the presence of what yours is. My, I have two words, wisdom and light. So I'm walking in a stronger expression of wisdom as I express God's light. And I want you to take your um, word, and I want you, I'm gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna do an affirmation. We're gonna say the affirmation out loud, speaking our own name. So I would say, I am wisdom and light. And I want you guys, as we say, I am, because we're activating this. You're going to say your word together. I am wisdom and light. Do it again. I am wisdom and light. And one more time. I am wisdom and light. Now, the reason why you hear me emphasize I am is because as I'm saying I am, I'm saying it from my heart and I'm activating the Christ consciousness within myself so that anything that I say after I am, I've activated it. I've aligned my heart with my mind, not my mind with my heart. 
If you align your mind with your heart, you let your emotions take over. But if you align your heart, I mean, I mean, yeah, if you align your heart with your mind, your emotions take over because you're caught up in human consciousness and reasoning. But if you take and you align your mind with your heart, which is the spiritual presence of God, you will always walk with no emotion. There will be peace there. There will be peace. And whatever you experience, even if you get sad, angry, or whatever, it'll flow right through you. you will, you'll confess it. I'm feeling this right now. I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling upset. I'm feeling unworthy. I'm, whatever it is I'm feeling, I will never say I am. I say I feel it. Then I say, but the truth is I am loved. I am worthy. I am prosperous. Whatever it is that you're feeling that feels uncomfortable, express what you're feeling so that you can bring it up into your conscious mind. And then tell it the truth. The moment you do that, you align the mind with the heart. So let's say that one more time. We're going to do I am one more time and then say your word. I am light and wisdom. There, I, I saw this other um, video, and Howard keeps telling me I should bring it for you guys to see it, and I guess I will. This is a little boy. He's two years old, and he had to have his legs amputated. And so he's learning how to walk with his little walker. And he, like, stumbling a little bit, and his mother says, you got it? And he goes, I got it. 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 And he stumbles. I got it. And he kept going. He's two. He was at a point where he didn't have a fear of falling yet. And then at the end, he did kind of fall at the end, but he got back up. And then they showed him playing. He didn't have his legs. He'd take off his prosthetics and, and play by running and on his bottoms too. And so the point of it is that his intention was to walk. And when you come from the heart of a child, your imagination is so vast that that word that you received as your new name, you truly believe that it is so. Amen? 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 Amen. 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 I am ready to walk in my new nature today, together. I am my new nature. I am my new nature. I am my new nature. Amen. Amen. All righty. That's it. Let a lost cause Your shame Lay it down Leave your 
ghosts in the past Cause you know that you can't go back But you can turn around Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.